epic, absolutely epic. We have loved being with you guys this week and we've been looking all about how God has the power to change. And we're going to keep looking at that today. And you obviously have gathered, hopefully, that today we are looking at how God has the power to change our position. When we think about position, we kind of think maybe if you're winning a game, you have first place, your position is first Okay, but actually what position do we put ourselves in? How do we actually think about ourselves? If you had to describe your words, think in your head, if you had to, if you had to describe yourself in three words, what words would you say? Have a think. Three words you could use to describe yourself, what would you say? Would they be positive words? Would some of them be negative words? How do you actually feel about yourself? What way do you view yourself? What position have you put yourself in? Or actually, what words would other people use to describe you? If you were to ask a friend, hopefully they would use some encouraging, positive words. Maybe if you were to ask somebody maybe you don't get on with, maybe what, word, what words would they use to describe you? But actually, the things that people say or the th- way that people view us gives us this sense of position where we feel we are in life. And that can be a really high position if you're someone someone, someone that's been said really, really positive things about you. Or actually we can have this really low position in our lives. And even if I loved Haley's story there that she said how she'd been brought up in church, she knew about God as this like friendly friend in heaven but actually maybe it wasn't real. So even if we have went to church all our lives or we've already said, yes, I'm following God, I'm a Christian, but sometimes those thoughts, that, those viewpoints, that position can still slip into our mindset or someone can have said something over us that kind of brings us down a bit. And that's what we're going to be looking at this morning. And actually Jesus shows us in the Bible that actually the way he views us, the position he gives us is the only one that matters. That actually what other people say about us, what people have spoken negatively about us, or the negative thoughts that we have about ourselves, actually the only position that matters and the one that we should believe is the one that God gives us. And there's a story, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is found in John 4. And it's about the woman at the well. And you might have heard this story before, but I'm going to recap it a wee bit for you just in case you haven't. So Jesus was traveling through, traveling around different places, telling people about God and God's love. And he stopped by a well for a rest and he sent the disciples off to get some food. Then a woman came to the well to get some water. Now, there's three things you need to know about this woman, okay? First of all, she was a Samaritan, okay? So in case you didn't know what that means, if you haven't hit that stage in our yet. She was a Samaritan, so she believed different things. She did believe in God, but she also believed in other gods. They worshipped other gods. They didn't believe the same things as Jews. So Jews and Samaritans didn't get on. Jesus was a Jew. She was a Samaritan, okay? So that's our first thing. They probably shouldn't have got on as a Jew and a Samaritan. Second thing, she was a woman. And in the culture of this day, actually a man should never speak to a woman on her own. 
okay, just because of the position that she was in. So first of all, he was a Jew, she was a Samaritan, so lower position. He was a man, she was a woman in that culture, lower position. Then the third thing that is really interesting, it says in the passage that she came to the well at noon. Okay, so in this place in this, this place in the world, okay, it would have been really, really hot at noon. So not the time of day that you really want to be carrying like a big jar of water. It would be absolutely roasting. Have any of you guys had to go and get like fill up a big bucket of water for your leaders or anything this weekend? Yeah, has, has it been quite a distance you have to walk to the tap? So you wouldn't want to be doing that when it, the sun is absolutely beating on you. So most people would not have went to the well at this time of day. But this woman does. So why is that? And when we think and what we can tell from the story as it goes on, she, she was trying to not be seen. She was trying to avoid people. She didn't want the other people to see her. She didn't want to be around other people. So she was a Samaritan. She was a woman she was going to the well at a certain time when she knew it was going to be quiet. But it wasn't quiet because Jesus was there and he asked her for a drink. And then they had this amazing conversation about who God is and the life that God can offer. And Jesus spoke to her with love. He didn't care about this in the culture that she was lower than him, that she was a Samaritan, that she was a woman that he shouldn't have been speaking to her, that she was coming there in the middle of the day because she didn't want to be seen by other people. He didn't care about the position that maybe she had put on herself or others had put on her. He met her with love and acceptance. And it goes on in the story that Jesus actually then reveals as they're having this conversation that the woman has had five husbands and she is now with someone that isn't her husband. And actually, I find it really interesting. Sometimes when we read this story, we go, oh, that terrible woman, that is awful. Five husbands. And this guy's not even her husband. What's she doing? She is terrible. But again, if we think about the culture of the actual story, if we take, go back, it's really important when we read our Bibles that we think and le- try to learn what it was it all about. What was Jesus doing through this story, through this conversation? Because actually as a woman at that time, if you didn't have a husband or a man to look after you, you had nothing. You were vulnerable. You were on your own. You were shamed. You didn't, you didn't have anyone to provide for you. You were completely alone. And we don't know why she had five husbands. We don't know, did one of her husbands die? Did one of her husbands choose to divorce her because they didn't want to be with her anymore? We don't know if she had much say in the matter at all. But culturally at that time, for her being in that position, that's probably why she was going to the well on her own. Because she was maybe ashamed, felt vulnerable, felt that people were looking down on her, judging her for the life, for the things that had happened in her life and the position that she was now in. That she was a Samaritan, she was a woman. She had been married five times, so she was having to go to the well at a quiet time where she wouldn't be judged and feel ashamed of how other people looked at her. But Jesus spoke to her with respect. He doesn't tell her off. He doesn't put her down. He, he actually he just points out the situation that she is in, but he does it in a loving way. 
that he still accepts her, that he still loves her, no matter what position she has found herself to be in. And I love, this is the main reason why I love this story, because of what she then does. She is so overwhelmed by how Jesus has loved her and changed her position by giving her love and acceptance that she goes into the village, speaks to the very people that she has felt judged by and put down by and ashamed of and doesn't want to be around. She goes to those very people and tells them, you need to meet this guy. Like, I have just met Jesus. He has shown me love. You need to now come and meet him because he is amazing. And he will change your life. This is how we can imagine. Imagine how she must have felt that someone took the time to talk to her, to love her, to accept her. So what about you? What about us? Well, actually, God meets us in the exact same way. He doesn't see us how other people see us. He doesn't see us how sometimes we see ourselves. He sees us as his child, his child who he loves, who he cares for. Some of you guys, when you wrote your questions the first morning in the box, we asked you to write down, is there a question you have about God? Put it in the box. Some of you guys wrote down, why did God even make me? Why does God even care about me? You are his child and he loves you so, so much. He cares for you just like he cared for this woman, this woman. And it, it's not this God in the clouds that Haley kind of shared about in the video. It's this God that is here with us, that loves us. And like I spoke about the other day, wants to spend time with us. God meets us with love, acceptance, respect and grace. And when we are in a relationship with him, he gives us the position of his child, his loved and cared for child. And this woman in the story felt ashamed and avoided people because of how they looked at her. And maybe for you, maybe you feel ashamed of maybe the things that have happened in your life. Or maybe someone has said something to you that is stuck. I know in my life, People just say things and they don't think about the impact that it could have on the person that they're saying it to. Maybe you've overheard someone talking about you or maybe someone has directly said to you something like, you're not good enough. You're never going to be able to do that. Or when you've, you've told someone your dream in life and they've laughed in your face and that's stuck with you. Just like even Cameron came to the back and his face, it's still pretty red. I can see at the back from being slapped with that wrap. But actually the words that people say, they have an impact on us. How people look at us has an impact on us. But also how we look at ourselves, what we think about ourselves, it has an impact, it sticks. But the way the woman felt about the position that she was in, it stuck and it affected then the way she lived her life because she went to the well when there was no one else around. But we don't need to hold on to those things that we think about ourselves or that other people have said to us that we're not good enough, 
that we don't matter, that we were a mistake, that we're never going to amount to much, that you're just going to do that same thing that someone else in your family did. You're never, you're never going to amount to much. That's not true. You are God's child. He loves you. He cares for you. And we're going to hear tonight about how he has a plan for you. He loves you, your values. And actually today, Made For More, we're going to be talking in here at two, 2 o'clock about your value and your worth. You're going to go into this in a bit more detail. So I would love for you guys to come back and hear that. But God does not want us to feel ashamed. He doesn't want us to hold on to the negative things that we feel about ourselves or that other people have said about us. He wants us to know how he sees us and he wants us to feel how he feels about us. And with that, then we can go and share that with other people. You're loved by God no matter what. God cares for you no matter what. God completely changed the position that this woman was in. And he wants to change your position too. And he changed her position, like I said, so much that she went and shared who Jesus was with other people. And I'm bombarding you with seminars, but we're also doing a seminar today at three o'clock in Tearfontaine. We're going to be talking about how do we actually share our faith? What does that look like to tell other people about God like this woman did in this story? So we'd love for you to come to that too. But God completely changed her position and God wants to change your position. So this morning what we want to do is actually think about what are those words that we use to describe ourselves? What are those words maybe that other people have said about us that have stuck? But actually when we think about this woman when she met Jesus, she went from shame being ashamed to being absolutely loved by God and her position completely changed. And for you guys, we want you guys to experience that this morning. So what we're going to do this morning is you're going to get a bit of paper and a pen. And guys, if you have a negative thought about yourself, it could be how you look or to do with school or your education or anything, or if someone has said something about you, I want you to write that down because we want to let go of it this morning. We want to get rid of it and actually start to believe the position that God has given us of his, his child and that we are loved by him. And I want you guys to write that down in a bit of paper and then we're going to hear some words from the Bible. It's this love letter from God, different verses from the Bible of how God looks at us, what he thinks about us. And I want you to listen to those words as you write write the, the things down. It could be a sentence or a word, whatever it is. As you write that down, listen to the words of God's love being spoke over you. And we're going to get into worship. And then what we are going to do is we are going to get rid of those things. We are going to put them aside, get rid of them. And we've got a fire pit out the front. And we're going to burn those things, those negative words that you feel about yourself or that have been spoken over you. So the guys are going to come and give out um, that paper and that pens now. 
And I'm going to ask Megan to come up. Steve's also going to come up. He's going to read um, some of those Bible passages over us of God's love. I'm going to let the paper just be given out. So as the last um, bits of paper men are being handed, I want you to, to think. And even if you've been a Christian all your life, you've always been to church. I know for me, there's still times when there's been words spoken over me or I've thought things about myself that I just needed to get rid of and go, that is not true. That is not what God says about me. Or maybe actually you don't, you're not a Christian, you're not following God, but actually that's because there's something that's been spoken over you that you just can't get rid of that thought and it's holding you back from actually following Him. So I want us just to take, take a moment just in your own space, you don't need to talk about anyone else and nobody else is going to see what you, what you wrote down unless you want to, but for now, I would encourage you to just yourself think if you want to write something down. And we can just check pens have been given out at the front here, Dave. Pens at the front. Okay. So guys, I'm just going to pray for us as you guys are writing those things down and then Steve's going to come. God, let's just quiet on ourselves. God, we thank you that your position, that the way you see us is the only one that matters. God, I thank you that you call us your child that you love us that you accept us that you meet us wherever we are at so God I pray for all of us in this room that maybe it is something we've thought about ourselves or maybe there has been something said to us or we've overheard something that someone has said about us something negative, Lord, that isn't from you. So God, I pray that you would help us to get rid of that, those words, to forget them, to remove them from our mind and our heart, God, that we would change, we would allow you to change us and change the position, the way that we view ourselves. My child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down, when you rise up, I am familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered. For you were made in my image. In me you live and move and have your being. For you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. 
I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake, for all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I'm not a distant and angry God, but I'm the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you. Simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could. For I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand. For I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts towards you are countless as the sand on the seashore. I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul. And I want to show you great and marvelous things. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. For it is I who gave you those desires. I'm able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine. For I'm your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you're brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. One day, I will wipe away every tear from your eyes and I will take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your Father, and I love you even as I love my Son, Jesus. For in Jesus, my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I loved that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me. And nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father and will always be father. My question is, will you be my child? 
I am waiting for you. Love your dad, Almighty God. <laughs>